the Empire strikes back. The Star Wars saga continues. The rebels are there, and I'm sure Skywalker's with them. He will join us or die. It is a dark time for the Rebellion. Although the Death Star has been destroyed, Imperial troops have driven the Rebel forces from their hidden base and pursued them across the galaxy. Evading the dreaded Imperial Starfleet, a group of freedom fighters led by Luke Skywalker has established a new secret base on the remote ice world of Hoth. The evil Lord Darth Vader, obsessed with finding young Skywalker, has dispatched thousands of remote probes into the far reaches of space led by luke skywalker are we sure about that yeah it says led by luke skywalker i know that but <laughs> luke skywalker doesn't really do a lot of the leading except for for rogue squadron he doesn't even seem like a leader in the at hoff i did i did see and think about that but then i'm like all right luke's the main character he, they don't he's, even care about him when he's figure. gone they're just like <laughs> it's, it's been, close the doors like he never shows up at the rendezvous point and they're never like oh my friend where's luke there. at <laughs> Yeah, my friends out there with him. I don't know. It's been it's been three years since A New Hope. He, Luke's taken much more of a leadership role in the, at the time. He's attacking me t- <laughs> through the force. His the lightsaber just fell down. That's where it went. Actually, it went down the yeah. shaft. Into yeah, Maz Katana's couch. Oh no, we don't. We don't. My God. Come on, we're talking about Empire here. We're talking about Empire, not Force Awakens. It's a good question, but for another time. All right. But yes, we're here to talk about the Empire Strikes Back. That is your plot synopsis. That is also your title crawl for the fifth movie. I could not imagine what people were thinking in the theaters when they go from Star Wars to the opening title crawl being Episode Five, The Empire Strikes Back. They were like, "What are those? Come on, you you missed." three episodes before getting to this You're part like, wait a second. i mean i didn't <laughs> the, real, the real in tune <laughs> well, fans no, would have did it not have it up. for your theatrical release no it's it said episode five right it said it for yeah. you because you watched it but personally i didn't even notice i don't know I, was, I i forgot to pay attention to it maybe people in the theater were just like Cool. Yeah, who would pay attention to the There's opening no crawl? Way. In Star you know, Wars. like, like I, right. I wasn't paying attention to the number. I was just like, you were on TikTok. I don't know. Well, yeah, I guess this is just the opening crawl. It's a dark time for everybody. Especially yeah. if you don't know Roman numerals, like, True. did people back then even know Roman numerals? What, 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 what Super Bowl were they at? Two? Like, at that they point, it's still the Roman number. Numerals. Like, it's still just one and two. Like, like episode V. What is that? Nineteen eighty. They were episode they were V. Well what an interesting name. They wrote half of a sideways two. Like, I did on. notice that um, it's called The Empire Strikes Back in a lot of places. It's not called Star Wars: The Empire Strikes Back. Kind of like how Star Wars uh, episode Star four Wars. is called right, Star yeah. Wars in a lot of places. That is true. I, re- I refer to this one exclusively as Empire when I talk about it. Right. Yeah. ESB. There's a lot. Return Empire. <laughs> right. <laughs> There's a lot of nicknames you could have for it. But gentlemen, let's get into this. Let's dive into this. And I'm really excited because we we talked about A New Hope before, Ethan. And now we're talking about yes. the next. I mean, I'm yes. so excited to talk about each and every one of these films for different reasons. But this one in particular, man. Mm. It's got a lot of good that stuff in it. First show. new content of the year. <laughs> yeah, you, you could say. And showing his hand early. I mean, come yeah, on. Maybe, maybe, there's, maybe. We're, we're not playing coy here. But I'm going to go with Mr. Ethan Wenslop first here. I know your experience with A New Hope, but what's your experience with Empire? Empire, I grew up watching this one also. I would say, though, out of the original three, this growing up when I was a kid, this was my least rewatched. 
thus making it the least my least favorite just because i think from a childhood standpoint a new hope and especially return of the jedi offer a lot more from like a Mm. you know a small kid enjoyment standpoint there's a lot more fun to be had there but uh, i still really love this one you know you got hoth dagobah uh, Cloud City, like a lot of really cool iconic locations and cool iconic characters that you meet. So yeah, I mean, I love this one just as much as I love the other three. We'll th- we'll talk about how uh, we go through, but for this time watching, I watched my 2013 Blu-ray, and unfortunately, it was alone. I uh, Marcus didn't ju- join I you. Just my one? so I came home, and the night I was planning on watching it, my dad and Marcus. Uh, my dad and my brother Marcus were halfway through Empire. Oh, so they did see it though. They did okay. watch it this week. I just wait the, for you. The timing didn't work out to where I could watch it with them. Dang. I was too busy prepping for for. Well, a you sermon. watched the Blu-ray yeah. instead of the I Disney did. Plus. Yeah, I'm like, I own the Blu-rays. I got. Yeah. I might as well watch them. Okay. Okay. Yeah. okay. And your experience this time, because you said as a kid, mm-hmm. this was your least favorite one, even though you watched it a billion times. This time around. What did you think? What did I think? I think that this movie is great. Like, what is great? Or no, oh, like, what do you mean, just great? What what word do you want me to pick other than great, Micah? All right, Let you're Ben look up some words. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on. No, I love the the right away from the opening crawl. We just read it. It's a dark time for the rebellion, and you instead of you know Tatooine, you have a cold ice planet that is Hoth. Instead of starting off with R2-D2 and C-3PO, you start off with the probe droid. Like, it's very Empire-centric, mm. and I I, uh, I, love I love the Empire. I love seeing just, especially in this movie, the way they hunt down. Everywhere that our rebels turn, the Empire is there. Even when Han Solo does the most perfect maneuver ever, oh, Boba Fett. Boba Fett is there to thwart his plans which is why i got my my boba fat onesie <laughs> yes, on today dang. let's Showing go up no more prepared than us that's the guy that's from sure. the holiday special and it's the guy from the holiday special <laughs> that's yeah. what people said when they no went way. to the theaters in 1980 <laughs> but no really love this movie i'm really excited to dive into all the nitty-gritty of it and uh in the end compare it to a new hope okay all mm. right well mr mr head i'm wondering how did you watch this film? Because you 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 saw the four K seventy seven. I want to give him a time limit here. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll talk about my. I, right. I talked about that a lot in um, the A New Hope podcast. So check that out. But um, I want to start with growing up, similar to Ethan. Uh, Empire Strikes Back was one of the least played ones in my house, just because. I mean, it doesn't have as much guns and stuff and lightsaber and coolness as the first one or the prequels and then return of the jedi's got the cool mm-hmm. uh Jabba's barge thing right at the beginning there's nothing like right at the beginning and that's Endor, super cool other than running yeah. away and the speeders right so there, there's some cool stuff on hoth but for a kid it's not really shown on screen it's just like there's tension mm. but a kid not paying attention wouldn't really care about the tension right um but Watching it this time, I watched the Project 4K80 Beta 5. They just released the alpha, but the uh, the official release is coming soon. This is where they scan the original theatrical film reels. That's all I'll say about it. I mean, if you want to hear more, check it out. There's look a it lot up. more you could. Yeah, yeah. Yep. look it up online, but they're almost done with Project 4K80. I'm excited to see it. 4K83 is done. So I'll be watching that. There you go. Okay. Um, 
yeah, so I watched that. It's the original theatrical release. Not many changes in this from from the uh, from the theaters uh, through the through the special editions. There are a couple that mm-hmm. are actually. I think some of the best changes in Star Wars are in Empire Strikes Back. I don't uh, the, talking like, George Lucas special edition. Yeah, yeah, edition. yeah. Some yeah. of the special editions, some of the uh, the future releases had they swapped out the matte paintings. Some yeah. of them, the beautiful matte paintings for CGI, which in some ways is better, but in other ways it helps to revitalize the the yeah. film and make it just look better uh, for longer. But overall, this watch, I was able to notice. Uh, just how much more mature the writing is compared mm-hmm. to A New Hope. Uh, we, I mean, we just watched A New Hope last yes. week, and, and there were a lot of immature choices in the dialogue where it was just like Luke rambling on and and Obi-Wan just dumping stuff, which was cool. I liked some of those parts, but I disliked some of the other parts. And um, I think in this, they focus mm-hmm. more on the romance. They focus more on the drama of the action like why is this happening it's Mm -hmm. not just like oh there they are it's the rebels get them it's like why are they invading why is darth vader pursuing skywalker why is you know uh, we get to this breakdown of darth vader and we get to see more about him and how just evil he is we get to see we didn't see that as much in a new hope on i mean yeah he chokes the dude and that's about it but Mm -hmm. you see his non-stop pursuance of uh luke skywalker you see the empire in its full force you see that huge Dude, what's the huge the uh fleet. executor yeah. the executor vader's flagship that's sick where did it come from that's what i want to know uh where did all these dudes come from well, if they all blew up in the death star like <laughs> well i mean the empire's that uh, the empire's project of the death star was made in secret yeah. a lot of its resources were pooled there but you wouldn't know it because the empire was still such a force mm-hmm. to be reckoned with force, i mean huh? it, it even says in the title crawl right it's right there i mean even though the death star is destroyed the empire is still on a yeah. mad rampage very and mad too like emphasis on mad so from the vader standpoint so yeah, yeah empire I think is a very great movie if you don't think about it too much. I think that this one has a lot of plot holes, uh, really a lot of a lot of things that don't really add up for me. I mean, it's not giving me any. It's not taking away any points. Maybe I right? can clear some up for you, Micah. Yeah, if you if you have some, I I'm hoping yeah, I can I, clear some up. The I mean, the biggest one for me is where did the Empire get this huge fleet if it's not mentioned in A New Hope? Why is um, I mean, there's the whole Darth Vader twist, which is awesome. So um, Yoda's not mentioned in A New Hope. Where Yoda's he, also where did, not mentioned. Where did he come from? Yeah, there's... So is that like... Overarching plot holes. Are, no, no, no. I'm saying like, just because they build and expand the world doesn't mean that it wasn't there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but still, there was... Um, references to... Uh, that you could, you could point back to the prequels, but it's not... I'm not going to fault them for that. I'm not going to... So I don't know. I don't know. I feel like people have touched on that stuff before and I'm not going to jump into it a ton here, but, um, I don't know. I see. I, I feel like you're reaching with the plot hole. Element it is a reach. It. it is a reach. I don't want to focus on it too much. That's why I'm, I'm backing off on it. Cause I don't feel like it's as strong as I do want to add that. This is going back to just childhood element of this movie. Something that I would just to circle back to the beginning, but yeah. uh, whenever it would snow, I would always grab my plastic lightsaber. Yeah, the one that, like boy. much like the one that's sitting behind me. 
and I would trek through the snow and I would pretend like I was Luke on yeah. Hoth. So that that was a big part of even to this day when I'm trekking through snow, I, I can't help but think of Luke walking through Hoth. But yeah, Empire does a lot for Star Wars. It, it incorporates a lot of yes. new things. And uh, I mean, this is the first one with force telekinesis or whatever, where you can move things. Yeah. So right. yeah, there, there's a lot of great things in Empire. Um, but the question I want to ask today is, is this the greatest Star Wars movie that everyone says? Is this... Is it the best one? Is it the best one? Everyone says it's the best one. I would argue that uh, because it loses a bit of the mysticism of the Force, it loses a bit of the the um, the groundwork that Star Wars Episode Four laid and takes a new direction with it, which I like as a movie, but I think that Empire is the start of the argument of this is a great movie, but is it a great Star Wars movie? Mm-hmm. Did it redefine what Star Wars should be? Really? Yes. No. No, no, no. Does it redefine the way that Star Wars should be from the beginning? Is this a sequel that makes a different argument for what Star Wars should be right off the bat? It's cool you bring this up because while this is much love now, right when this was released, it was met with very mixed reviews. Mm -hmm. And George Lucas himself even issued an apology for this movie, yeah, and where characters went, but I, I based I, on episode four, this movie is nothing like it. Like it, it is completely different. It is, yeah, it, and it, in a good way. Like this isn't if if they kept going with the same tone and feel of the first one, I feel like it would have overstayed its welcome. It had to do what Empire did, and it's for the better. I I think it was for the better. Oh. But is it? Is it? a better Star Wars movie. I don't know. Mm. That, mm. It's interesting to me. Very mixed mixed signal. I, but I like oh, it's, it. It's bad. Oh, it's better. No, no, no. no. Well, you'll like, expand on it. You'll expand on it. No, that's okay. all I got to say. I'll give, give the floor to Ben. But I, I okay, Initial so I, I like that. Yeah. I very much like yeah, that. Because people say that about the sequels so, all the time. So as a kid, this was actually my favorite one before I got super into the Clone Wars. Before the Clone Wars came out, I would rewatch the battle on Hoth I countless times that was one of my favorite scenes just because of that and one of the things that I noticed watching it now is that it's probably like the worst battle ever like oh Hoth, it's so boring it, it's so bad like if you if you discount the snow speeder versus the ATAT walker what are the rebels shooting at they're running away they're they're <laughs> running away and they all sit down in bunkers and they're firing they're blasters against an AT-AT, four or five of them that are way off in the yeah. distance. There's no <laughs> snowtroopers on the ground that would have made this probably a much more interesting ground assault battle. It's just four walkers versus rebels entrenched. Yeah. And I I almost mad I'm almost mad that I'm noticing that now because it makes it a lot less cooler in my mind. They're just so desperate. You know, they're going to do whatever they can. Every available man's going to, you can't be in a ship. All right, just shoot, shoot lasers at a massive tank from <laughs> yeah. miles away. So like they have some proper equipment. They've got some, some Gatling guns, but All I don't right, know. But it's, it's, that when the, when the AT-AT are, are at, at, as George Lucas calls it, when it, sh- when it shoots the snow speeder out of there, like, you know, when it tilts and, yeah. I love that shot. Oh, no. Yeah, the snow speeders so, and AT-ATs are yeah. amazing. Yeah. It's just. That is, that is one of my only two issues that I have with this excellent, every time excellent my dad watches film. it, he's always like, 
what a stupid design for the the tanks you know like the the 30 foot tall yeah. legs like well, why how did you have them how legs? do you take this down <laughs> oh just yeah a cable right. there you go yeah like they look super cool but they're pretty impractical and you see even when they get the chance to redo them and clone wars they're like you know what let's Let's make the legs like a foot tall. Star Wars has, is famous for having it be style over practicality in, in many instances. Like, if it looks cool, that may outrule whether or not it, like, makes feasible sense. Yeah, I'll let it happen. Yeah. And speaking of, of style, this movie looks amazing. This I, oh, yeah. I love the colors. I love the uh, the cinematography. They actually move the camera around. So th- there will be shots where they move to just create this dynamic uh, frame. It's it's awesome. I, I love it. What, the, the scene that really stuck out to me was when R2's doing his little satellite thing mm-hmm. and it just like, they move the camera back and it, it just changes everything. I, I don't know. I just love it. And then uh, we could talk about the iconic scene on on Bespin where Darth Vader and and Luke are fighting and it's like all dark and you got the lightsabers and you got the, the red floor and the blue sky. And I don't know. Say amazing. So the, uh, say what you want about the choreography later and how excellent or non-excellent it is, whatever, but later in I think in specifically this movie and return the final battles, the way they're the final lightsaber battles, the way they're shot are just, perfection like i love the dark lighting and the way that the lightsabers glow well, it just looks beautiful they don't really use the the glow of the lightsabers in a future movie like they don't they don't have a dark battle until I, there's some show parts i will say this the this, this is gonna a, a positive thing coming from my mouth about the sequel films Uh-oh. uh the lighting in the uh forest snow battle Rey between kylo, kylo ren yeah. and ray force awakens the lighting just, in that yeah. fight is amazing i one of it might that's gonna be well, such we'll a fun to movie yeah. to revisit that one yes well, it's yeah. gonna be fun to re- revisit all of the the sequel films uh in general but and all the star wars films all of them yes um but one of the things that i think is so impressive here that i don't think a new hope or even return of the jedi allow for is that it allows characters time to really breathe and really become there. I mean, you spend how much time are you spending on Hoth just with Han and Chewie trying to fix the Falcon yeah. or, or as they call it in this film and, and something that I've recently realized the the Falcon the Falcon, it's not the Falcon. It's the Falcon. Han no? and Chewie are working on the Falcon. <laughs> yeah, right. Han, <laughs> Han's another one. I, it, but so many moments they're allowed to just breathe and there's a lot of character conflict, but the beginning of this movie has so much, you can tell a lot of time has passed in between Mm -hmm. and their friendships are much deeper and much more well-rooted out. And even especially this time going and watching it, I was so enraptured immediately from the start. I wanted to know everything about Luke, about Han, about Leia, where Mm -hmm. they've been at and every interaction they have, especially Han and Leia is it's electric, man. You don't see this with anything in star Wars anymore. And a lot of that is due to the dialogue here because say what you want about George Lucas's dialogue, but this is probably the film where he has the least input when it comes to dialogue. This was the, the script was wrote out. George Lucas threw it out there because sadly Lee Brackett had passed 
and he sent it off to Lawrence Kasdan, who really, really revised it, made it a little more accessible. And you can tell this is the best Star Wars dialogue has been and probably ever will be. I'm not going to lie. Until episode the, two. The, 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 <laughs> <laughs> episode two. the writing in this is unparalleled. It's so good. And yeah, the chemistry between Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher is off the charts. I love how the dialogue doesn't feel like Star Wars. I mean, I I just love how, how they make these characters so much deeper by giving them these little things to say, like the your worshipfulness mm-hmm. bit. I love that. And, and how C-3PO and R2 kind of take a bit more of a backseat in this movie. They're not the only comedic thing. They give comedy lines... Uh, to the more serious characters like Han and and Luke and Yoda. And well, even like just I it it's not funny by any means, but the way Vader just in certain scenes, the way he displays himself and like the way he just is murking dudes. Yeah, like, it's that th- that comes off pretty comical. Some not like in a dark way, but even that scene when he's talking to the, the, the guys side. and he does the full, the full 360 and the, the guy standing right in front of him, like a foot away. It's like, go, go do this. That scene is amazing. He just tells him what to do. looks at him, walks away. Admiral Ozzo looks at Admiral Pitt and they're like, why did you say that? And then he walks away and then Admiral Pitt looks at him and then he walks away and they just keep like looking at each other. And it, oh, I love that scene. The empire in this movie. I like that you Admiral. pointed out is Oh, it's so good. It's so good. It's it's perfect. It is perfect. Darth Vader is the most intimidating. I said Sam last week. She said, "Why well, Darth Vader? He's not that intimidating." She quickly retracted her oh, statement yeah. this, this is week. The, this is the movie. Oh, without a doubt, bro. It's just merkin dudes, like left and right. Apology accepting. Captain Nida. And you know, he's like just yeah. Even scenes before where he's sitting there, he's like. I will apologize to Lord Vader personally. Prepare my shuttle. And you, and you just know as you're like, like yeah, he's dead. You're like, oh, sorry, bro. No. Yeah, obviously this dude hasn't seen the movie. So Rest it's like, <laughs> and as cool and intimidating as Vader is, you start to peel back the layers ever so slightly. If you're watching this for the first time, you get moments to where it's like, okay, there's more to Vader. Obviously, before he reveals the super big spoiler that happens, the scene where what's, um, that? what's the spoiler? Yeah, well, you'll, we'll get to it. But when <laughs> oh, when General Veers comes to uh, Darth you Vader, you guys know General Veers, yeah. And well, it, you don't know the, the spoiler, spoiler, but the you same know guy General Veers who played uh, he plays the same character in um, Indiana Jones Three: The Last Crusade. He's the main Nazi bad guy, General mm-hmm. Veers. They they have same actor, um, but he goes in and Darth Vader's got his helmet off. Yeah. Before that point, you have no idea what's inside what's inside this suit. You know, is it a robot? What, what's going on here? It's a Neapolitan ice cream cone. <laughs> and that's what it looks like. But you peel these and this conversation with the emperor. Mm-hmm. Everything is so deepened. Yeah. With conversation, which is heavily changed, by the way, the dialogue. Yes. And the visuals of that that scene are very different. Like, what what do they talk about? In your cut, Micah. I don't remember. I talk about some. It's just the son of Skywalker <laughs> has made a return. We have yeah, a new it's just enemy. Like stuff. It's like, yeah, Skywalker's like, around. Get him. In this <laughs> movie, in the reimagined cut, the special edition, they name drop Anakin, which isn't originally in the the movie until Return yeah, of the Jedi. It was nothing mind blowing from the Emperor on his first. I mean, like, yeah, it's this mysterious dude, but. Uh, he's gone in two seconds, and you just kind of like forget she, about him. She's gone. Oh yeah, she. Yeah. 
And played by a, a female, apparently. Originally, yes. with dog eyes or something. If like. you've never seen a deleted scene, the Emperor did not was not always Ian McDermott. As I said, when I found out that it wasn't him and it was this weird bug-eyed thing, but even that scene is like, oh my gosh, this is the Emperor who they kind of talked about last mm-hmm. episode. And especially if you watch this after you watch all the prequels, I mean, this is just natural. Okay, oh my gosh, the Emperor is coming back. He's got something to say to Vader. I have no doubt that this is the offspring of Anakin Skywalker. And Darth Vader, keep in mind, who already knows that Luke Skywalker is out there and pretty much is his son, says, how is this possible? And it says a lot about Darth Vader, who's already been trying to track him down, who's already been trying to find him. Says a lot about the Sith Mm -hmm. in and of itself, because he's been planning, as he says to Luke, we can destroy the Emperor. That's his plan all along. But it's it's that it's that weird Sith relationship the that they've got going two. on. The rule yeah. of two. It, it's so good within the context of the whole saga, and just by itself, this is one of the best Star Wars movie mm-hmm. movies. And I'm really interested to hear where this ranks. And I'm very interested that you, Micah, had some some little. You're not entirely positive because I pretty much I pretty much am. I'm pretty mm. much entirely positive, except for except for one. Well, two Here. things. The original dialogue was just, there's a disturbance, we have a new enemy, yeah. it's Luke, he could destroy us, the Force is strong with him, son of Skywalker must now become a Jedi, he would be a great asset, can it be done? That's about it. Yeah. So, like, I mean... Much more fleshed out in the yeah. special edition. One of the best changes, in my opinion, just for consistency-wise. They recorded so that on guy, set of episode three, I think, right? I believe they did, yeah. as he changed into... Uh, it was for the 2004 re-release mm-hmm. of the dvds and that's how they changed it i think well also i don't want to come off come across as saying like oh yeah empire it's trash it's so dookie no no i i really like empire i just don't want to say the same no, thing lo- everyone's been saying you, for you famously have gave out your highest score ever on the podcast last week tied with tied with, with logan yeah with logan mm-hmm. so you're just you're just setting the stage for when it comes time to rank this why yes, yes. it may not pass that. But I also want to say that Empire, in my opinion, a little spoiler here, it's just about as good as A New Hope, but in a different way mm-hmm. for me. Mm. That's why I wanted to say, all right, yeah. it's a great Star or it's a great movie, but is it a great Star Wars movie based on what we saw yeah, last yeah. week? Uh, and knowing absolutely nothing before watching empire except for star wars like there's no other episodes is this a star wars movie as well and Mm. with our context knowing everything yeah empire fits perfectly into the timeline but back then would people have been as receptive to it and and we know it it stood the test of time yeah oh it definitely did and and you know what i think that the vfx really stand the test of time in this i mean it it is amazing how much better the special effects are in this one compared to a new hope they do every single special effects shot that made a new hope so special in the first like 20 minutes but they do like 50 of them and it's crazy like they do overlapping tie fighters they do flipping um 
Millennium Falcons. They do super speedy chases into canyons and into asteroids, which was almost impossible for the first one. They had to really spend a lot of time to nail that down. But now that they got the methods down to create these shots, it's awesome how they did it. And uh, the the map paintings, I talked about it earlier, which is a shame that they swapped out for CG in the special editions, but also it helps it to stand the test of time, all that. But um, the matte paintings mix so much better in this movie. Like they, they took the time to trim the lines and make it mix. If you weren't looking for matte paintings, you probably wouldn't even notice that they weren't were in this. There are 70 matte paintings in wow. this. 70 paintings mm-hmm. made for this movie. It's amazing. Another thing that was made for this movie is the puppet of Yoda. Frank Oz. Guys, what do we think of Yoda? I was I, looking through I, some reviews. People were saying he's ugly in this movie. I, I, so much the fact that even my my wife, she goes, she laughs at Yoda's dialogue. Not And, and during the serious parts, not during the beginning when you, you know, it's... I mean, I was cracking up at the beginning as you. Mine, I mine, love mine. I love it because every time you watch, you're trying to be like, okay, yeah, he's playing dumb, and but also like, dude hasn't seen a human being for like 20 <laughs> like, years. Like, why wouldn't you want to mess and with him? Specifically, this time when I grab when he grabs the the flashlight from R2, just my brain went to, bro, he misses his lightsaber so bad. Oh yeah, he's just playing with that little he's flashlight. Like, it's like, oh, Come this on. is how it used he to be. He grabs Luke's little taquito and he starts, oh, yeah, right. I've always wanted to, growing up even, I'm like, I want to eat that taquito yep. right yep. there. Oh, man. Parker's got some taquitos in the freezer right now. But Rebecca, when we, when Yoda was introduced again, she was like, oh, I forgot how annoying he is. Oh, man. She thought he was annoying at first, which, yeah, I mean, if I were there and Yoda was messing with my stuff, I'd be annoyed too. And he's just like this little green dude. Imagine... In theaters in 1980, this is the first... You wouldn't even expected this. Like, yeah, he's going to Dagobah to find Yoda. Oh, this is the character that'll lead him to Yoda. Cool. But you would never have expected that this was Master Yoda. Yeah. Like, this little green dude. There wasn't even a small being like this before, except for Jawas. But they never spoke. Yeah. So, like... And now this dude's talking this in is riddles. crazy. Yeah, and... And I, I, I just want to, what would I do to go back <laughs> to and experience these movies? Movie. Yeah, I know. Like just having this mindset going in like, all right, what did we know going into this movie at the time? That's so cool to me. Like all, it, yeah. Uh, episode four name dropped a lot of things. Episode five does a lot of things that are new. Yep. So it doesn't expand and, on the things that were already name dropped, but it, it expands on the things that were already performed in the first one, like the force yeah. and like ships and uh, locations and Jedi. Yeah. It, it focuses on the yep. main concepts and these aliens and fleshing those out. Yeah. The Super character. Cool. It's like character focused. And yeah. I, I love Yoda, just the puppet and how like, it's crazy how, how good that still looks. Even when you watch it now, Yeah, and it's got the eye movements. Like, uh, it's got the eye lids. It's got the us. mouth. Yep. It's got the, you know who they styled it after? Hmm. So, um, the, no, no, no. The wrinkles are from uh, Albert Einstein. They okay. mocked the wrinkles off really? Albert Einstein, and then the Stuart Freeburn is his name who designed the puppet. They combined his face with Einstein's face. Oh, I hate and to that's be Stuart how they morphed. Freeburn. 
into wow. Lego. Interesting. Lego. Why did I say Lego? Yoda. Into Lego. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but even then, as as goofy as that character oh, is, as goofy as he is, there's a moment in the hut mm-hmm. as, and then it all, the whole, at least for me, it, it just shifts. Oh, I love that line. The boy has no patience. I cannot train him. And you're like, wait, what? Hold on. And then, and then as Luke realizes, you sit there and you're like, wait, that is Master Yoda. And it's like, it's like that. It's like that. I so I absolutely see him as this wise Jedi mm. master as he's just spitting bar after bar of wisdom straight at Luke. Even the lines he drops before, uh, the first one that hints, oh, is this guy more than what he seems? Um, when Luke says he's looking for a great warrior and he says, oh, great warrior. Mm. Wars not make one great. Yep. That was like, oh. Ooh, that that's interesting Little because then there. Yeah. looking back on the prequels, yep. he was uh, a warrior, but he doesn't see himself as like, you know, there were many warriors back then. As much as the Jedi Council, Yoda also had to learn a lot about a war. You know, that was the first major war Yoda had to deal with in his 800 years, 900 years of living. And that was his lesson to learn as the same thing with the Jedi council. He just didn't know it until he made it to Dagobah wars, not make one great. And then as he's going through and explaining the force as good as Alec Guinness is explaining what the force is, it's an energy field. I got teary eyed listening to Frank Oz. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. Explain the force. Luminous beings are we not this crude matter times. And I love them. Yeah. I'm, I'm sitting there getting emotional from this Save your emotions for when Qui-Gon Jinn explains the Force in Phantom Menace, okay? But you can't, oh, in my opinion, you can't get better than this. I love, Why try? I love this line. Um, that was a joke. When you are calm, this is Yoda. I, I don't want to use the Yoda voice anymore because it kind of hurts my throat. Uh, when you are calm, <laughs> at peace, passive. Mm. A Jedi uses the Force for knowledge and defense, never for attack. Do we see Yoda use the Force in attack? Like, does he? Oh, yeah. Does he? I mean, like, I know that he uses it as defense. Well, prequels. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, but, like, in the fight between him and Sidious, does he use the Force in, like, a, I'm going to crush you with this thing? Or, or in, like, a, I don't know. I, I, I'm going to pay attention to that. How much does Yoda go back on his word from here? Or maybe this is him just being, um, being regretful. Of his force of actions, I think it is. Even in even in the prequels, you don't even have to go there. You go to the Clone Wars. He definitely, he definitely uses his saber. Now, an argument can be made. He uses it a lot against droids. So, is there something else going on there? Mm. That's up for debate. But the wisdom for Yoda. Yeah, there's I mean, no debating how wise yeah. this character is. But Ben, I want you just to explain a little bit because Ben is a resident lore master here, self-proclaimed lore master of Star Wars. Can you explain Dagobah and what is present is. there? Yeah, what is Dagobah? Uh, you <laughs> want the long answer up. or the short I, answer? <laughs> I want just the a clear is, Why answer. does Yoda go there? Uh Sith had a lot to do with this planet in the past. That's why there is that dark cave. I yes. didn't know but that. But this also makes this all, it's a lot of expanded universe stuff. But in the Clone Wars, Yoda actually goes here in the Clone Wars TV show. He goes here first, led by Qui-Gon's ghost, to check this place out. 
there's clearly something here. It's very strong in the force, mm -hmm. but certain areas are darker and lighter than others. But this is a perfect place for him to hide his presence. Yoda is very strong with the force. So like and, Vader and the Emperor couldn't detect him there. And it's you notice it's very close to that dark side mm -hmm. cave he goes on. And there's a lot of novels and um, video games even that so have people going to that place. The, but the dark side cave, mm -hmm. is there more on that or it's just a cave where the dark side is present? They have deliberately left that unambiguous. It is just a place where the dark side is more powerful. Okay. And it's it's more of a storytelling device yeah. than it is anything because even yeah. at, even when i was a kid i would watch it and i even now i mean i still I'm like okay what i get what the scene is for but i'm trying to what's the logic of where, where vader comes in and it's luke and it's definitely the yeah. most artsy that star wars goes like the most in just the, blatant in symbolism the films yeah, yeah it's just blatant symbolism right there on screen but i can i can tell you right now your line that you just mentioned mm. you will know when you are calm mm. and peace. And when Luke goes into that yeah. cave and he says, well, what will I find? What do I expect? Only what you take with you. He's looking for a fight. He's yeah, looking he for it. He is fearful. He takes his weapons. That is exactly what meets him in the cave. Mm. That is exactly what meets him. Yoda gives him the answer. He offers it up to him. Your weapons, yeah. you will not need them. This is I, your test. Luke I, fails. Yeah, And I love just the... Mat the maturity and growth you see through Luke in these films and oh, he's, he's so just good. he's so like we often want to rush to a character being somewhere like um most recent example I can picture this is the John Watts Spider-Man trilogy mm. you want to rush to the character being where you want him to be but these movies are a prime example of no you don't have to rush the third movie, you can get them to where they want to be. The first two, you can build up the character. And this is exactly what they're him, uh, Yoda and Ghost Obi-Wan are like, bro, it's a trap. Mm. Don't go back. They're luring you. And then the next scene is Han's like in pain. Like, I don't, they didn't even ask me any questions. They Vader and the Emperor knew exactly what they were doing. And Luke fell right for it. Yeah. I love even seeing Leia was saying it was a trap. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and you talk about Luke's Luke's rise. He he slowly becomes the best version. I mean, he he basically becomes the best version of what a Jedi should absolutely be. And that's that's I love the contrast between this trilogy and the prequel trilogy. As you watch Luke rise, the main character of the prequel trilogy, you watch him slowly fall. And there is that through line as you watch that main character fall, you also watch him then eventually he redeems himself through the use of his son. It's, it's the rise and then the fall going back from each trilogy. That's a nice through line you can draw mm -hmm. through the original six, six films. It's something that I really, really enjoy. Something else that I really, really enjoy in this movie is John Williams' music. Ooh. Is it better? Guys, is it is this is this mm. better than the first one, or does it simply expand upon the themes? I mean, it's I difficult because like I mean, yeah, it's the Star Wars themes and then they're expanded and there's the the, the Imperial Han March. and Leia theme and there's Imperial March. Yoda's theme, man. Uh, I I don't know. Like I feel like it does the same thing that it does with the uh, the special effects. Like it does everything cool that the first movie did, just like amped up to eleven, right? Which but that's does not it, a bad thing. Does it hit as hard when it's not our first time experiencing? It? I don't know. You know? <laughs> I don't know. Well, the Imperial. I, I got. I, if you got to go with a moment, 
the we were talking about it earlier the executor mm. you have a shot of a star destroyer which we've seen <gasps> so massive yeah and as you watch it you see a shadow dwarf this thing and you get a wide shot how of big is the executor? this freaking huge huge ship the executor vader's flagship playing the new imperial march which was not present Ooh, in the previous fan it hits man that is so my good. favorite musical moment it in is this movie. awesome yeah and are we doing favorite musical do moment it, right now yeah all right can i do the same song just different moment because there is a different rendition of the Imperial March that plays right after Darth Vader tells Luke mm. that he's his father. It's yeah, a much slower man. version. You know, it's like, you know, you, you, you sit you with know it. it. And they you sit, with, it. sit with what and he just said. And the emotions of everything is hitting you in that moment. And I just love like. You got all the violins going crazy. Right. And when, when, Luke, when Luke drops off the ledge or whatever you call it. And then Vader's arm drops mm. like i have never like the body work is just amazing because you can't see vader's face but just the way he drops his hand you're like he's like bruh really i had you i had you so cornered yep. you were stuck <laughs> and he just jump what the heck and then the next scene is actually they recut it george lucas recut it when he did a special editions the original cut vader just goes bring my shuttle like very angrily, but then the new cut is like, alert my ship to send me my shuttle. Mm. It just doesn't hit as hard because bring my shuttle is such an angry line and you yeah, perfectly he, see. Like he you, sounded you very it. angry yeah. like this. He's a very angry individual in this movie. <laughs> like every single action that he takes, it's not a... Can you please uh, send the ship to uh, bring my shadow? Right, please? he's he, <laughs> like you feel like like bro spent twenty years short, with dude. the emperor working on a Death Star, and this this nobody farm boy shows up, blows it up. Oh yeah, I'd be angry too, you know. Mm. Well, you also have the absence of Tarkin, who more or less kept him on his leash in the first one. I mean, this is him as as Tarkin. But yet with a Vader twist, he doesn't have Tarkin to say, enough of this, Vader, release him. Mm -hmm. It's just, he just goes, like, he's yeah. as clumsy as he is stupid. <laughs> Opens up a hollow recorder and just chokes him out right yeah. in front of him. You're in charge and now, you really Admiral Piet. You really see Anakin showing through in this Darth Vader. I mean, he's reckless. He does things just out of his anger. You really see that, and I love yeah. that. And, but this is the first, you got to imagine, this is the first time... Anakin, I honestly don't really believe that Anakin ever really shows himself truly until we get to Return of the Jedi, but this is the most that Vader has experienced feelings for something in a long, long time. Mm -hmm. He's found out that he has a son. Mm -hmm. His son is alive. He knew Padme was pregnant all mm -hmm. throughout Revenge of the Sith, and now that the possibility of there being a son out there, yeah, that's why he doesn't tell the Emperor right and away. He doesn't know about Leia by the end of the movie, does he? Nope. No. No, okay. Yeah, since we're on it, this is often considered the original movie spoiler, right? That Vader is Luke's father. And fun fact, I talked to my dad about this. I'm like, Dad, what was it like seeing this in theaters? And my dad goes, well, before I saw the movie, my cousin Chris told no. me. No He way. told me that oh. Vader was Luke's father. You mean they didn't post on Twitter saying, hush, oh, hush, 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 no don't, don't spread the word. <laughs> Oh man! You have to do that in a couple like, weeks from Adam Webb. So, and oh. I mean, us three. 
us three like don't remember a moment in our life where Vader just wasn't Anakin. I, I mean, like, he played the Lego games. He was right, like, he was Anakin before you even want played the the game for right, you Empire. just know that. So it is real super interesting to come at it from a perspective where this is a spoiler. People don't know this. And it gets me excited for when I get to show maybe uncultured people in the future these movies and go, well, look at this. And then see what they about think. like your kids or something. I, but, my dude, kids, talking yeah, my kids. kids I have I a few cousins I want to show this that I don't know if they're ingrained. Like this is such, like even the the we were talking about the letterboxed spoiler button is the Darth Vader helmet. Mm-hmm. So it almost feels like how do you not know that Anakin or that Darth Vader's Luke's father? Or you know? at least there's something with it. I mean, even even Rebecca, she's not super ingrained in Star Wars. His fiance. Yeah, my fiance. She's not super Star Warsy, but she knows. Everyone knows. So, guys, if I ever get like amnesia or something, my memory goes. I'm entrusting you guys to show me this these movies in a new light. Are you solidifying that the order you would want to rewatch these? Is the order we're going through this? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yes. All right. Yes. Uh, that's all I needed to hear. So, I'm very happy to hear that. And I, uh, I might, I might end up more like Ethan if that ever happens. Man, I'm like, <laughs> like a baseball bat. <laughs> Just <laughs> bash it up. the prequel about it. Come on. <laughs> you know, one thing that um is huge from this movie is not only. Hey, wait. I want before we get too far, your favorite musical moment from this movie. Oh, okay. good, well, good point, real, real quick on that same point yeah. that you were just talking about. Um. The line that he says has a huge Mandela effect on yeah. it. Luke. People say, Luke, yeah, I am right. your father. It, we would be amiss if we did not talk about mm-hmm. that, yeah. at least. Uh, and, and it was the same thing for A New Hope, where I was like, oh, it's not may the force be with you always. It's the force will be with you always. That's what Ben says. He, and it, it's so uh, Mandela affected that even... Uh, James Earl Jones in an interview, he he misquotes it too. Mm-hmm. He says, "Luke, I am your father." Yeah, right. He misquotes it too. That's crazy. But I watched the, the original the theatrical tape, and it was no, no, I, I am, am your father. father. But Such a great talking scene. about Mandela effect. Uh, what what color is Han Solo's coat on Hoth? I'm asking you too. It's like I got blue, go isn't with it? Blue, right? Okay, blue, Dark blue, blue. Right? It is brown. It's brown? It is a brown coat, and everyone thinks it's blue because the colors of it make it, the the lighting makes it look blue, and even the toys were released blue. Yeah, sure. That's what I'm thinking Kenner released a blue toy, and there's even a blue Lego minifig with the blue coat. But look it up, because there's an actual, there's a Collider interview. I'll throw in the clip here. Of her with the actual prop. This is the brown Hoth coat for Han Solo. Now, why do you say brown like that? There's a lot of controversy in the fan world about what color Han Solo's coat is on the planet Hoth from Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. And they even made a Hasbro toy that was blue. Now, do you see a hidden blue coat? No. No, it's brown. Done. Case closed. I love learning new things about but, Star uh, Wars. Musical movies. moment, Micah. Well, you took the greatest one in the entire series, so... Uh, Which one? Imperomar. <laughs> we both no, took no, we both the... No, no, the, <laughs> the, yeah. the uh, Luke revealed as Vader's son, the... Bum, 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 bum. That one is my favorite 
uh, out of like looking back before we watch this whole series, that's the one that I look to the most. That's yeah. the one that I find myself picturing the image in my head and the just the slow. You want to double down on it? Pick that one too. Sounds like you love it, man. Um, I'll go with something else then. If you're gonna, if well, you're gonna do since that. Ethan already talked about it, I think I would have to pick the the Han and Leia theme. I love their their theme when they're macking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now the the Millennium the- theme mm-hmm. when the Falcon is flying around. Bum, 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 I don't know. Oh no 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 no. So that is that that's their theme, honestly. Okay, yeah. But, I, I guess I'm confused what you're asking. The asteroid uh, flying that song. Oh, yeah. It depends on which scene you're watching, but I'll they do use that both. One then. Yeah, I'll yeah. do that one. The asteroid scene when they're flying around with score specifically. Yeah. I love I, yeah. how it sets the tone and like brings back. Oh, yeah. John Williams is back. Mm, He's yeah. back. Yeah. <laughs> well, Ben, what is the, the song that plays when Luke is first running through Cloud City? Do you know that one? Specifically, the title of the yeah. song? No, but that, Cloud City's there, theme music. I don't like the whole thing. Well, I mean, I like the whole thing, yeah. but the beginning of it, I don't remember how it sounds. But when he first gets to Cloud City, he's running around with a gun. Something about it, I'm really eerie. I like it a mm. lot. Yeah. Well, I, you you got to mention Yoda's theme. That musical moment, I, I should have taken it honestly. Feel the force surround you. His the beautiful swelling of his theme and the force theme pretty much as he raises the X-Wing out and brings it over to Luke to just drop a bomb in front of him. It's so good. I love how just Luke is just so dumb and Yoda's just like, bro, right. I have taught you. I've taught Jedi for 800 years. And the context of all of this is so different when you uh, have revenge of the Sith in your mind and how like, him and Obi-Wan are looking at baby Luke like, all right, bro, I just got to we just got to leave and then mm. ho- wait or hope, you know, that this guy turns out. And then all these years later, he shows up and Yoda's just like, oh, he's too impatient. This kid sucks. He's like, oh, shoot. He's just like his dad. <laughs> it's right, even right? so it's even so bad that he's like. There's another, you know, it's, it's okay if he dies. That is an amazing scene. He has yes. a sister. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I know you bring the colors in that, that scene. So it starts off with the yeah. white lights from the front of the X-Wing. Yep. Then it goes up and then you see the natural lights of, of Dagobah, you know, like the surrounding lights. And then it gets completely dark. And then the red lights go onto, onto Yoda's face and it's, there was another. Oh, oh. that is there probably is one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie. It's so good, man. Right after, right before they go and drop a bomb in front of you, a huge spoiler, they set up another huge mystery. There's another Jedi out it? there? Are you kidding me? It's Ray. What? It's Ray. <laughs> it's, it's Ahsoka. Ahsoka Tano. It's Ahsoka. It's oh Ezra Miller. Not it's Ezra Miller. <laughs> oh, shoot. Ezra oh, Bridger. Ezra Miller cast as Ezra Bridger. Oh, my goodness. That would be something what? else, man. It's bizarre. We'll get to it when we get to the sequels, but it's bizarre how they never just fully let Leia be a Jedi. You know, they allude to it and you see flashbacks of it, but it's really interesting how they never, you know, you'd love to. In s- these films? Yeah, in the films, like in the sequel. Like she, she never wields a lightsaber though, right? In the sequels, does she? I don't know. I don't remember. In much of the expanded lore, though, she goes on to become a Jedi. Right, but we're talking about what Disney did. 
Uh, but not 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 today. I didn't need, to, need, didn't need to bring the mood down in the room. Ugh. Empire. I love the Empire. And just yes. I love lo- the Empire. I love I'm gonna say it. I love the Empire. Dude, and yeah. I've gone on record many, many times saying this, but my favorite era of Star Wars is the era of the Empire. Seeing uh right at the end, I'd even say right when the flip happens in Revenge until the end of Return of the Jedi, that this is my favorite era. Specifically between Revenge and A New Hope everything within there i love the dark times i love little group of rebels struggling and you really see the struggle in this movie like mm. they are so small you have a fleet chasing just the millennium Fal- millennium falcon as we, nice. I, i'll say right falcon nice you know say i i love that chase and he's like i gotta fly through this asteroid field and then he you know goes through and vader's like i don't care go get him go get him <laughs> dude and the, the the hologram scene as one guy just he just tapers off and it just fades out well, you, see, ship, you see the asteroid yeah. hit the the ship right. and he's and nobody even bats an eye they're just like yeah he's so dead even look at see him. you chump see you later i should have put those shields up see you chump <laughs> but i love how big the empire is versus how yeah. small the rebels are and it's something they try to mirror so hard in the sequels and just, just flop so hard but I, I I love this. I like it's why Andor I was so pulled to, and even why I'm a bigger fan of Rebels, Star Wars Rebels, than most people because I love this specific era of just the Empire, and you really get to see the Empire truly does strike back hmm. in this movie. Like they are mad. Well said. You yeah. Well, well said. said. They they blew up our big planet killing Death Star. Yeah, we're a little angry. We're, we're a little back. angry. Yeah. Yep. You know what? This wasn't the first time that a big property used the word strikes back in the title. We had St- Spider-Man Strikes Back in 78. <laughs> oh, got him. This yeah. was before that. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Empire copies uh, Spider-Man, the great Spider-Man film. Uh, guys, we got to talk about the lightsaber fight. We're going to rank every lightsaber fight. I just have one question for you. Is this better than a New Hope's lightsaber fight? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I this, think it's. On. I think it's no contest Just here. Just say it. It is. This yeah. is like. This is one of the best lightsaber fights. Just compositionally, it looks beautiful. The tension is there. Yes. This is the only one where it's like a young dude who could actually run around versus and uh, Darth Vader. I mean, like, like he's Darth Vader. Va- Come on. <laughs> the way that Vader is. Just composed. He's so whole, menacing. He's like one-handed fighting Luke the whole time, yeah. and he's he's just trying to gauge. Shout out David Prowse, yep. man. Yes, he, yeah. He's yeah. just trying to how strong is this guy? How strong is my son with the Force? And he's kind of like he's like most impressive dude. Like, come impressive. on, this is really cool. He's kind of proud, and then right when. Uh, Luke gets one good hit on Vader. Yeah. Then the next swing, Vader cuts it. He's like, "All right, I'm done playing game. I'm cutting your arm off. You're gonna, you're gonna hit me. You're done, <laughs> yeah, bro. Right. Okay." He's like, he's playing a game with Luke. He's like, "Okay, Luke, you know what, Luke, you're pretty good, but you just hit my shoulder. I gotta cut your arm off." I like how Darth Vader is plan A is to freeze him in carbonite first. Yeah. And then uh, when that doesn't work, he's like, well, time to kill. You know, yeah, right. Let's go. Now I'm going to try to convince you to go to the dark side. Like, all right, like, so you had to prove a, yourself first. What yeah. a turn. That's part of it. That's, that's the that end of cool. his rope. And just that whole, it, it's probably, it, 
Yeah. All right. I'll stop there. It's we'll, the best. We'll it's, get into favorite scenes later. But I love this lightsaber scene. It's easily better than A New Hope. And it might be my favorite of the franchise. Whoa. Just shot wise and uh, premise wise, you know, what it brings to the story and just the way that the Vader is composed and the way that Luke is just so scrappy with his fighting and how it ends like well it ends like the even when you're a kid like you pretend your arm's severed yeah. they, do, they do that same thing like ah, his arm's just <laughs> clearly in his sleeve Bro, and even on. even later in the shot you see him like you see the fist tucked in under the shirt you see that and it's like okay wait, I, wait, wait, we can yeah. kind of see your hands so yeah. just like tuck it into your shirt tuck well, it in that's another thing that to, not to get too off track, but in The Return of the King, when Frodo gets his hand bit off, and he clearly just has his hand like this, <laughs> it's clearly like this. Like, he just does not have... I mean, it's like, okay, we can see that. It's like, if you're gonna go there, go there. Like, Yeah, uh, cut his hand cut his off. Hand. Come on, guys. <laughs> but even the next scene, they're like, they give him a fully yeah. robotic hand, which you're like, okay, let's see what he really would have been cool like one they hand. Did that, though. That's yeah. uh, it is impressive cool. scene. Yeah. I think, uh, just based on memory... The fight from Return of the Jedi is a more powerful one yes, for me, score-wise, yeah. yep. uh, uh, choreography-wise. I think it's it's a better fight. Oh, next! And I can't wait to see. Oh that. no! Oh no! Never mind. Never but mind. yeah, Empire Strikes Back <laughs> is the best fight we've had in this. Yeah. Uh, Star Wars watch through so far. We got one and two. Is there anything else you guys want to say before we get to favorite scene, favorite character, anything else you want to shout out? Easily for the worst Lego Star Wars episode. Mm. Oh, without a doubt. Without yes. a doubt. Thank you for mentioning 100%ing that. 100%ing the Hoth levels is oh. so tedious. You got to fly <laughs> around with these bombs yes. and well, on your little, uh, uh, what's it called? The little wire. I don't remember what they're called, and they fall in the holes, yeah. or they cables. the little ATSTs are yeah. walking the tow cable. The little ATSTs walking around. <laughs> and he's, I'm gonna run your bump. Yeah, dude. You gotta bring it across the whole. It's such a pain. What is dude. the most memorable level from this game? Is it Cloud City was my favorite. Oh yeah, is it Dagobah? <sighs> but no, the, uh, for me, it's the first, the first level, Secret Plans, the very first one. I played that one the most. The first yeah. level was yeah. the Battle of Hoth. I also really remember. Oh, I, I thought you just meant the whole game. No, no, no. For Lego Star Wars. Not oh, no, just no, no, no. For this, we're this talking episode movie. five. That's what I thought Ethan said. If we're going episode five, the best epi the best level, I think, is the, the second Hoth level. The one when you're going through the base. That one is very fun. I love yeah. that one. You go I, in this ice rink in the middle at some mm, point in the game. We do get our first boss battle in episode five uh, with Darth Vader. Yes, we Because do. you don't fight a boss in A New Hope. There is no boss. It's just... The Death Star battle. So, yeah. um, I really like the Darth Vader, Darth Vader battle in this. Yeah, that's a good one. And just jumping around at Cloud City. Mm. The level design in Lego Star Wars is peak. Yes. Now it's time to talk peak characters. Ethan, do you have a gentlemen. favorite level real quick? I'll, or I go Dagobah is the one I remember the most. Dagobah is a lot of fun. Yeah. And I like, because like, you get to play as R2 and he goes underwater and he has <laughs> his role. Right. And he goes, yeah, that's so fun. <laughs> you got to dodge the, the monster in the water. I even had an action figure that did had that feature on it. Ooh. It was super cool. Empire is definitely the one that I hated going back to um, to 100%. That yeah. One, that, that's there all. There was the, the, the Millennium Falcon level when you're in the asteroid fields. Getting just... enough studs without a multiplier is Ooh. very difficult. 
Yes. And the mini kits are hard to are easy to miss. <laughs> but yeah, let's move on. Great game. Yeah. <laughs> Favorite character, guys, in Empire Strikes Back. Ethan, take it away. Oh, don't do it. Darth Vader. Darth Vader, I'll take him. Yep. This this movie solidified Darth Vader as the one of the all-time great bad guys. And it the I needed to watch Empire before we did our Endgame podcast because I gave Thanos a ton of praise. And I still love Thanos, and I love the way he goes against uh, Tony. Oh, I'm forgetting their names already. Thor and Captain America. It's been so long, guys. Oh, my goodness. You watched 57 movies, and now you're forgetting? (laughs) Come on. But Vader is solidified as an all-time great baddie. Mm. And just the, the rage and anger he has throughout this movie, he just wants to get the job done. You, you never think that a little group of rebels would be such a thorn in his side, and they are. The whole film, in one way or another, they're trying to track him down. But then when it comes down to it, and they arrive at Cloud City, Vader's already there. Hmm. Vader's already there. He's taken over Lando Calrissian, who we have neglected to talk about this far into the podcast. The man of whoa, Riz whoa. himself, Calrissian. Yep. He gets a little, like, redemption arc like the 40 minutes that he's in this movie somewhat. And then he, you know, puts on Hans clothes after getting him wrecked. We'll talk about that. Why but does he put on Hans clothes? <laughs> it's so no. funny. You're like, like what? They just he's replaced just wearing, Han Solo. What? But just recast uh, well, it. I, that's originally what they were. You yes, guys know about it. Cause right? Harrison Ford wasn't going to come back. They maybe. literally had Lando be that role just in case Harrison Ford didn't come back for return of the Jedi. She did. Everyone I didn't know that actually. Had a happy ending, but yeah, dude, that's. I mean, we introduced in her return. Han's not even flying the Millennium Falcon in the Falcon. I've Sorry. got a lot of things to say about Han in Return of the Jedi. So actually, you know, Han comes from uh, uh, Billy D. He pronounces him Han, and then within the context of that scene, everyone's like, "Okay, he said Han. We'll roll with that in that scene." And then that kind of built like a whole like mm. Han versus Han. In the movie, so that's why it's so like so weird. But Vader, love Vader. I love the reveal of him being Luke's father. It just the original spoiler. Like even Harrison Ford in the theater leaned over to Mark Hamill, like you didn't tell me that. Like it's so cool. Like they kept that so under wraps, and it's such a cool reveal. But also the one in the script would would have been a cool reveal too. Obi Wan killed your father. That would have been interesting too, because. Uh, he almost did. Imagine what yeah. a world that would have been. That would have been crazy. But either, I, I love Darth Vader. I love him. And yeah, the Imperial March definitely contributes to him being just epic. His mm-hmm. great John Williams. That's why Star Wars. That's part of the reason my Star Wars characters are so iconic. They have the greatest musical themes, bro. Name Iron Man's theme. He's got freaking three of them. I am Iron Man. Four of them if you want to count ACDC, man. Nah, nah. Luke Skywalker's got one theme. Vader's got one theme. Actually, he has two themes as time goes on. But, Micah. You know who else has a theme? Han Solo. He is my favorite of this movie. Um, So good. Yeah. But I will say, I really liked where they were going with him in the first movie, how he was supposed to be this skeptic. You know, of the force, he's, you know, all my years, I've never seen something that that proves that there's this thing that controls all the whatever. That was cool hearing that from him. And they kind of ripped that 
part of it that I loved about them from the first movie. But they still add a bunch you love because yeah, yeah, you're yeah. selecting and here. They replace it with something I think is humanizing. Uh, a bit more yeah. humanizing, a bit more valuable in a long-term franchise is the romance plot. Yep. I love how the poster, the best poster, one of the greatest posters of all time, Empire's poster, has just full-on, there's Han and Leia, right dead center. Yeah. And... It's beautiful. I love uh, the will she, won't she, will she fall for Will they, won't they. Will they, won't they, you know. Uh Uh, I love how Han and Leia's relationship is introduced here where she's just like staring at him from across the war room. And every time Han turns around, she's staring at him and he's like, so we're going to talk about it or what? And she's like, talk about what? Of tension. You know what we're talking about. You know exactly what it is. I love it. And... I mean, what what sci-fi movie has gotten that right around this right. time? And yep. even the reason it works so well is because from both sides of the relationship, the characters are just so dynamic and yeah. well realized. Like we've seen a lot of love stories fall flat when the, the female lead also isn't realized. But Leia in and of herself is a fantastic character. Mm-hmm. Like she even in this movie, I think she's even, Carrie Fisher is even better than she was in. Oh, yeah. oh they're both much hope. more real characters in this. I feel like uh, the first movie they had more like, all right, Leia is going to be this. She's going to be a different type of uh, damsel in distress. She's going to yeah. shoot a gun a couple times, but then she's going to take more of a, a like a table approach where she's going to just like lead the war or whatever. Once we get to Yavin and Han, he's going to be the skeptic. He's going to be more of a, I'm going to take the money and run because I've got some debts to pay. And then uh, I'm going to come and save the day at the end, at the end of the movie. And in this movie, it starts off with the, I got to go because you know, Jabba is going to get me if I don't pay this debt. And that's, it's reminded, okay, yeah, this this debt is looming over him still. He still hasn't paid it. And then it's paid off at the end. Like, he's captured because of this. Yeah. And Boba Fett takes him to set up the next movie. That's what makes... Empire is a very intermediary movie. Like, it's... You can't have Empire without A New Hope. You probably can have it without Return of the Jedi, but then you don't get the whole story. Right. And Empire, I feel like on its own wouldn't hold up as well story-wise because there's so many loose threads that are left on. There's so many loose threads that they pick up on from A New Hope. And can you fault that? I mean, it's a sequel. Come on. Yeah, you get that with any sequel. I just noticed it. I just noticed that it it didn't... It builds. It builds off the other one. You can't can't start a Two Towers or The Two Towers without seeing the first one and Mm -hmm. you don't want to watch it without watching Return of the King. So it's very... You know, same thing there. You can't mm-hmm. just judge judge it on its own movie. But yeah, it's a great yeah. sequel mm-hmm. in that regard. Yeah, where it it, you, it it makes itself purposeful. You have to watch two to get the whole story. It's not like Blade Two, where you can just skip it and go to Blade Three and <laughs> Whoa, you would not skip, skip that. one two, and then you can skip Blade Three too. Come on, jump That's back to Blade One and then go yeah. right to House of Kaithan. <laughs> Holy catfish, man! Jeez. Uh, yeah, Han Solo. Yeah. I love their theme. I love the uh, how he goes out and saves Luke at the beginning. That was a great plot line. He's very. I'd say that he's the main the best character. character in this movie. I'd say he's the best character. He's the main character in this. I think Luke takes more of a uh, not necessarily the B plot character, but it's like the 
B and a half. I I, di- I disagree. I, Luke's Luke's story is why I'm there. But I think that's what makes it so good is the ensemble True. of it. Yes, they're all great there is an argument for it. Yeah. Even if we go on the in the second episode yeah. of a series and he goes on some offshoot planet right there, you you want to see where that goes. They should make a it's movie not the about case it. in Han Solo. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> I don't know. No, I don't think Harrison Ford's a bit old. Do you think that would work? No, I don't know. You probably have to cast a new actor for that. Well, it works for Indiana Jones, so. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> anyway, dang. Um, I'm going to continue in my picking characters who are have a very small, minor role. Oh, I forgot you do this. Hey, wait, wait, can I guess? Size matters you not. Guess, you can guess, Excuse and I will you. even give a hint. It is on the Imperial side oh. of oh. things. It is on the Imperial side. I was going to say the guy with the uh, the ice cream maker running through no, Cloud City. No, it is not Wilro Hood. It is <laughs> not did point Hood. him out. <laughs> uh, Wilro Hood, he's a good one, but he's, he's a little too minor for me to pick. Captain he's, Nita? Not Captain Nita. Not Captain Nita. We're going with Admiral Pitt, who goes Ooh. from we're going. He's the main guy, the main Imperial Admiral, going from he is promoted in this movie. Oh, that guy, and then he gets he gets his comeuppance in Return of the Jedi. But he, you watch his rise almost unintentionally in this film as he just watches people like as Admiral Oswald's getting choked out right there and he's receiving instructions from Vader and he's like yes my lord and you see him yeah. just look at him and he's like he composed oh, that got him in Lego right there isn't he in the he's in the video right that is he um, uh that is General Veers he's okay Comscan they that's a different guy the Comscan had detected of an, an energy field you know, different guy, different, different guy. guy yeah. Yes, Have you seen that cut of that scene where it's right him now. running up to the the chamber and he's like, Comscan has to, deta- and then it like closes and then he like opens. <laughs> have you seen <laughs> that? that? No, no, I have not. I, seen I'll that. have to show you guys that because it's I so dumb. I can imagine that. That is, um, that's General Veers though. Okay. Admiral Pitt. He he's a great performance, and like you get with Wedge Antilles, he's the rebel pilot who's always just kind of there he's this is the imperial admiral who is yeah. there for this and he comes back in return of the jedi i think admiral piet gives a great performance very underrated character uh-huh. now it's time for favorite scene Ooh. favorite scene boys he's got it spoiled that he dies in the next movie oh, oh bro shoot. stay off wikipedia bro wikipedia, wikipedia. that's what i meant dang it right. <laughs> um, we're gonna go with Micah first on this one, man. Ooh, which one is it? You can go your favorite scene. Favorite scene. You get first pick. Um, we've talked about all my favorites, so I'm gonna just say the uh, there was another scene. Mm, nice. I love that uh, uh, Luke talking with Ben, talking with Yoda, and he's like, "I gotta go save my friends. I they're in pain. I need to save them." And then Yoda's like, "Hey, man, you can't do this." And Luke's like. I, I'll come back. I'll I'll complete my training. And then uh, Ben and Yoda are talking, and he's like, no, there is no there is. I love how it's shot. Yep. I love the dialogue. I don't have it memorized. I'm not a very good memorized dialoguer, dude. But <laughs> You're not a good monologuer. <laughs> I'm not a good mo- dialoguer, dude. Got him. Yeah. No. Oh, oh, speaking of monologues, you know what line is in this? We would be honored. If you would join, join us. us. Yes. OG oh multiverse monologues intro. Why Look at you, Micah. Micah remembers because he was a listener. Yeah, I was a listener. He was one of the OGs. We converted man. him, guys. Dang, I missed that old intro. That's a great scene, man. But yeah. Um, yep. 
Yoda is just amazing in this movie. I'm surprised none of us took him. I know. Ben, ben he would have been my close second. Niche pick. Ethan, what's it going to be, man? Yeah, what's really your favorite scene? Right. He's got like five <laughs> lines. <laughs> oh, man. So many great scenes in this movie. And just, just like Micah, I want to try to highlight a scene that we haven't touched on because my favorite scene is the, the duel at the end. I love that. But uh, right after that, Luke falls down. The Falcon picks him up. Were you going to pick this? No, I, no. I have a scene Dude, I was hoping Luke you guys like wouldn't pick. Luke is like flipping around on that <laughs> antenna. He's like... No! And he has one hand. Yeah. yeah. Nope. I would be hugging that the... thing. <laughs> like my lightsaber yeah. just fell. Yeah. yeah, the Falcon comes and picks him up. And then right there, they're, they're like, yeah, they've picked up Luke, but they have not escaped the grasp mm. of the Empire. And they're flying, and then they're like, all right, hit the hyperdrive, let's go. Your people fixed it, right, Lando? No, it doesn't work. And you're you're like, no, what's going to happen? That was like us before the episode today. And then R2-D2's like, yo, I had a really cool chat with the the Cloud City main computer, and he's like, bro, your hyperdrive doesn't work. (laughs) It's like, all right, then R2 goes fix it, saving the day like the G he is. And then the hyperdrive (laughs) works. But this is my favorite scene. The ship flies away, and the guys are like to Vader, um, uh, uh Lord Vader, we, we lost them. And Vader, you know, he's been killing people all movie. He turns, and he walks away. And you just feel the tension, yeah. and everyone's like looking down the, the, the runway as he walks by. They're like, oh, oh man! It seems uh, in your anger, <laughs> dude. And he just like he's just so ticked off. He just walks out of the movie and walks right into Return of the Jedi. Like uh, he's so angry that the Emperor has to show up in the next film. But dude, that's wow. my pick because I Good like scene. right right at the end when every like Han is just putting carbonite and he's gone. Uh, Lando like just puts on his clothes and replaces him. Luke is his arm is chopped off. Vader's his father. You're like, oh no, they're they're they've lost, mm-hmm. but they're able to escape. They still lose at the end of the movie, but they're able to escape the grasp of of Vader, and he's just so ticked. <laughs> I love that. That's my scene. I love it. It's a great one, and I'm glad you didn't pick. So mine also has to do with the fight, but um. Almost four years ago, in 2020, there was the 40th anniversary. I had a chance to see this movie in theaters with my dad. And I, oh man, it was epic. But one scene in particular that has stayed with me, even to this day, and I got my new sound system, so it made the scene even more epic, uh, just like it was in the theaters, is when Luke is searching for Vader, goes up, shot up into that chamber, and all you can hear is, (sighs) you don't see him. But you can hear him. Yeah. And he says, the force is with you, young Skywalker. But you are not a Jedi yet. You are not a Jedi and it yet. Re- I, I turned up my speakers up all the way for that scene. It is. <laughs> in there. His ears are bleeding without loud there. Bro, it is so epic. James Earl Jones' line delivery is so good. And then as he walks up, he meets Vader Face to face, ignites his lightsaber, puts it right up. This is Darth freaking Vader, the guy who killed Obi-Wan. Yeah. And Luke's going to go and face him. Yeah. That whole sequence, the entrance, the beginning of that the fight. The way it's shot oh. is really beautiful. Just like yes. the, the still image of their two lightsabers meeting for the first time is mm-hmm. iconic. And just it's such good imagery. Yep. Yeah, that, good, that, good pick, Ben. That's my mm-hmm. favorite scene. 
Micah, if you would be so kind as to educate us on scores, budget, all that. Yes, yes but you yeah. have to first before we do this movie. Ooh. We had a project in between this movie and the last one. What awards? Do you did, want me to go through? What the awards, awards did the holiday right. special get? So, uh, so the Star Wars holiday special for um, nominations, it got okay, okay, okay. okay. Um, hmm, hmm, mm. nothing. <laughs> Oh yeah, that that's the end of the list. I got nothing. I got nothing. Sorry, sorry to divert just, us from just this, for the this sake movie. of completion. Uh, it its budget was one million dollars, mm, and its ooh. box office was ha ha ha. <laughs> I wrote <laughs> on the list. What was that they're... released in theaters? TV special. Yes. Uh, all right. Now for the good stuff. So Empire uh, for Academy nominations, it got best sound. Special Achievement for Visual Effects, Best Original Score, and Best Art Direction. And it won the Best Sound and the Special Achievement for Special Effects. And that's it. So it didn't win the Best Original Score. That went to Fame, the movie Fame. I had Dude, never seen it. Very famous. Famous movie. Got yes, him. yes. Good pun, Ben. Keep um, it going. There, I should probably write down what these other ones were, but yeah, it won best sound, so I can see that. I, I, I mean, it was an amazingly uh, sound affected yep. movie. Yep. Ben uh, I'm glad that you. it got special effects for the the special achievement for visual effects because it's still an amazing film. Um, but for the Grammys, it won best album of original score written for a motion picture or a television special. I went to John Williams, and it won Best Instrumental Instrumental Composition for The Empire Strikes Back. Also, it won. Uh, it was nominated for Best Instrumental Composition for Vader's Theme, and so the Imperial March, Darth Vader's Theme, and Yoda's Theme. So it had three oh. nominations for Best Instrumental Composition. John Williams was the only person nominated for that category mm. that year. Mm. There wow. may have been, I think, one other song by some no-name dude. So he was going to win regardless. It's just which song would he yeah. win for. Yeah. And it won <laughs> for some reason. Or no, no. It was nominated for Best Pop Instrumental Performance for Yoda's Theme. I got to listen to that again. Is that a poppy Whoa. song? No. I'll tell Interesting. you that Well, it does have the... It does oh, yeah. have that kind of, so that's kind of upbeat. You're going to listen to this one on the radio. <laughs> yeah, right. I guess so. Uh, it did radio not, this is the first Star Wars movie, not the holiday special, and the uh, the only Golden Globe win for Star Wars ever was the best original score. Mm. Uh, but this is the last Golden Globes nomination that we ever get for Star Wars for best original score. Did not win. Hmm. Uh, for the BAFTA Awards, it won Best Original Music, and it was nominated for Best Production Design and Best Sound. People love that music, man. Yep. And it just goes downhill from here. There aren't many uh, aren't many wins after that. There's only, I think, two or three Academy Award wins after this. Three, three wins total after this. You're telling me the Caravan of Courage doesn't have any wins, bro? Mm. The Ewok films? Unfortunately, it did not. What? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Empire Strikes Back's budget was eighteen million dollars. It made four point nine million in its opening weekend. The budget domestically by George Lucas himself. Yes, he did not go through a major studio for this, even though it was licensed out to Fox. George Lucas funded it himself. Yes, with a loan too. And uh, at the end of the day, box office total worldwide five hundred thirty-eight mil. 
profit ratio puts it up at just under 30 times the budget. Wow. Crazy. Crazy. So definitely a huge success. Not nearly the uh, runaway success, I guess. I mean, they're both runaway successes of the uh, 72 times profit ratio of right. A New Hope. But um, yeah, that's that's it. I mean, it made double, almost double the amount domestically. So in America, it made twice as much as it did in the rest of the world. Mm. So yeah, pretty cool. Scores. Uh, we've got... Holiday special, just to get it out of the way, it was uh, 27%, so 2.7 out of 10. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> it is the Too lowest score out of the entire list. And then uh, Empire Strikes Back, Rotten Tomatoes Critic, we've got 95%. Rotten Tomatoes User, 97%. Metacritic, 82%. Metacritic User, that's out of 10, that's a 9 Letterboxed, uh, out of five, it is an 88%. I forget what that is. I should really write that down. IMDb is an 8.7 out of 10, bringing it to an average of 90. Solid 90, nice. which matches it with matches, a new hope. Yeah. Same score for internet. Same score, wow. yes. Yes, the internet score ranks it the same. Uh, however, Hollywood Reporter does put it in second place. All right, we have producer Parker in the house. He's going to... Give us his favorite character. He's gonna awkwardly lean over Micah. Lean in seen for the video. a kiss. Yep. Whoa! Hey. Whoa! Hey. Hey, love each other. Bro. I feel that <laughs> tension. <laughs> Woo! All right. Uh, Whoa! Got it. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> My favorite character in Empire is definitely C three PO. Oh! He is hilarious in this movie, especially if you count like his lines where he's interpreting R two D two as his own. Like, just his reactions to everything R2-D2 says. He is just hilarious. I love him in this What about movie. that deleted scene? Oh, the deleted scene <laughs> with the Wampa? Yeah. Amazing. I wish they had included Oh, it. yeah? I think they took it out because they didn't want C-3PO to seem that cool. Just a little too cool for him. Do you know what we're talking about, Ben? No, I don't know. What, what are just you talking about? The scene when they're running through uh, Hoth. They're trying to escape. There's a You see a caution sign on a door. You, the, you still have the oh, beginning scene. Yes. Yeah, but yes. He, he like rips it off. Yeah. Yes. So they open yeah. up the door and it's just this uh, just amazingly long Wampa arm pulls a guy in <laughs> like that fish hand from the SpongeBob. Yes. Oh, it is. Yes. That is perfect pull, Micah. Very nice. There, There's one scene where C3PO is talking about R2D2 and he's like, of course, R2 has been known to be wrong. Yeah. From time to time. <laughs> Never told the odds. He pauses for like right. 30 seconds right. in between there. I'm, I mean, you're just like... <laughs> He's like on his way out of the room. I, I, get I, out, bro. I love the dynamic of him like uh, being blown to bits and he's on... Chewbacca's back for part of the movie. That's mm. really cool. Yes. And Thank just you. Be raiding Chewbacca the entire time. Chewbacca is putting him back together. Turn around, you Harry. Turn around, you Harry Wookie. He's like, yes. Suck. Good yeah. pick. Thank you, producer Parker, for your excellent input. C three PO, man. Very much enjoy it. Now, gentlemen, I believe before we get done, I believe it's time for scores. Mm. Right mm, on yes. our parts. So Where does Empire back fall? Back in the day, right? When I watched oh, yeah, yeah, the last right, Jedi. Right, right. Yep. I, I had uh, just a quick ranking uh, for those who want the full context. Check <laughs> out do. my uh, the one from last week. This is a very hot take. Oh. Uh, the uh, the the last Jedi rankings. I gave the last Jedi second place. E. Revenge of the Sith first place. A New Hope third place. 
Empire fourth place. Ooh. Will that be where it falls at the end of the day for my score? We will see. <laughs> Last Jedi, definitely. Number two. We will see. <laughs> wow. Um, Excuse me. I burped. I can't wait to watch The Last Jedi and just trash on my score. <laughs> All right. Maybe, maybe we'll see. Maybe, maybe it's solidified, you Micah. You never know. Damn. But this time around, we've got a little bit of different scores. I like that, Micah. But we're going to shoot this to Mr. Wenslaw first. What was your score? Remind us again for episode four. Episode four, uh, Star Wars. The first Star Wars, my score was a zero as Micah just changed it on the spreadsheet. It was a 9.5 out of 10. Okay. I love that movie. And going into this movie, the question isn't, do I love this movie? Because, of course I do. This movie's great. I love The Empire. The The question is, do I love this movie more than I loved last week's mm-hmm. movie? That's true. And I like a lot of what Micah opened up with because a lot of the feelings that that first movie captures are not present in this movie. Mm. The world building of the first film are fantastic. The Death Star, the the planet of Tatooine. I love so much of that first movie. And then when you jump into this and it is, it's very different. It's darker. It's not as fun. It's, it's darker. Darth Vader is a huge presence presence in this movie, but I say it through and through what I love the most about storytelling is the storytelling that's done through character work and empire does have better character work than a new hope. It builds off these characters that we met and it takes some swings that we thought were were different. It takes these characters, you know, a step further than they were. And I really love it in all all those areas. And I love big underdog, you know, little underdog versus big, huge galactic empire. And they're being chased throughout the entire film. And I love Luke's character. Mm. He's not a perfect protagonist. He is impatient. He does put his heart over what these two insanely wise wizards are telling him. It's like, no, I'm going to go. I'm going to rescue my friends because they're my friends and I love them. And he, he is lured right into a trap. So I like just seeing where he is. And yeah, you talked about Han and Leia. Like their relationship is just so good and dynamic in this movie. And Leia in and of herself is a great character. And just just a little detail. I love the that any, you know, most scenes where they're in a close-up, she's standing on a box, makes her a foot taller because <laughs> she's super short. Yes. So just so they can be in frame together. With Han? With Han, yeah. Mm, really? Yeah. Yep. How tall is Harrison Ford? Well, it's not how tall is Harrison Ford. It's how short is Carrie Fisher. Well, he's Very already 6'1". <laughs> yeah. And then you're looking up her height. Yeah. She is 5'1". Like so a whole foot. A whole foot, yeah. So, and there's still... Yeah. A, a, Oh, yeah, she's still it, looking at him, even in up. the posters, man. But yeah, <laughs> the posters. Like, she's literally like, oh, so poster, though. But yes, uh, yeah, I really like this movie. Something I do want to do with these original three. So I always want to throw in what my least favorite special edition change is. Whoa. Because last week it was the whole scene with Jabba. Really still hate that scene. Don't like what it does to the trilogy dynamic as a whole and the build up to Jabba, which is. The build-up to Jabba is super cool in this movie, but that's kind of taken away when you've met Jabba in the last film. Don't like that. Uh, And Boba Fett's in that scene, in the Jabba scene. And I also have to say, my least favorite change is Boba Fett's voice. Really? Yes. Interesting. Tamara Morrison re-dubs the lines for Boba, 
and it just doesn't catch. Yeah, he's he's a clone trooper. Like that makes sense, but he doesn't capture the line delivery that Boba has in the originals. And I love the gravelly voice of. I don't. Could you look up who originally voiced Boba in the original film? I love. Was it I, not Jeremy Bullock? It might be Jeremy Bullock. I thought it was Jason, Jason Wingreen. Yeah, yeah no. Jason Wingreen. I love That's his it voice. Rest in peace. It uh, it's just so good. And Boba Fett is a character we didn't talk about him at all, but he has such a short amount of screen time, but he's solidified as such a great antagonist to our our heroes and such a good bounty hunter. But sorry, I'm kind of digressing and getting out of. I uh, like tomorrow. My score. Uh, I really like this movie, and I think. It improves on the first one, and I hate to say that because I love the first one so much, but I did leave room last week in my score for some higher up. But how much higher am I going to go? I'm going to go 9.7 with this one. Interesting. 9.7. I I will go on record saying with our Marvel movie marathon, I jumped to 10 too quick, and I was... Following that ever since, so I'm trying to not chase chase the tens. I put it in the holiday special uh, layer instead of the you give me uh, 9.7 for the holiday special. Mm, sure, yeah, but no, I I love this movie. I think it it expands the world with Yoda and the Force, and I'm, I'm done. I'm done talking. Okay. Go ahead, boys. Finally, all right. I know. I I, took, I, I pulled on Micah there, guys. I'm sorry. Dang. Okay. All right. Oh, your turn, ben. I just. I like Tamir Morrison. That's all I've got. Yeah, I think that the voice was similar enough for me where it wasn't that big of a jump, but I guess Ethan saw a big difference. Well, so with the Empire specifically, there aren't too many huge changes. Like, because George Lucas barely touches this one. There are a few huge changes in return that I'm excited to talk about. Oh, yeah. And me and Ben have gone back and forth on it before. So I'm ready for that. But uh, go ahead. All right. Uh, yeah, Micah. Empire Strikes Back is an amazing film. Um, but as I said at the beginning, I alluded to the uh, essence of Star Wars, the feeling that you get of this magical world isn't as prevalent for me in this. And I'm not going to dock it too much for that because it makes up in so many different ways. It focuses more on the uh, human element of the Star Wars universe while having this, uh, I would say the Luke plot is the B plot, but Ben would disagree, uh, where it delves more into the weeds of, all right, there's the Jedi, there's the Force. And it's really interesting like this is the cool uh lore heavy aspect to it while these other characters go off on a journey uh to these other planets and these other places and they talk to all these people and whereas luke is one person talking to yoda there's been there too and that's it um and that's really cool too there is merit to liking this movie do i think it is the greatest movie of all time no do i think it's the greatest sequel of all time maybe i'm not i'm not sure i couldn't say that for certain uh is it better than a new hope i would say i would not rate it higher than a new hope simply because i didn't feel as much as i did in a new hope i feel that there are some greater shots there are some uh the music swelling in different areas the just the roughness and Mm -hmm. the the way it felt like such a passion project is such a treasure to me and I don't think it's nostalgia there could be a little bit of nostalgia in that um but 
still, uh, these are, that's just what it is. There's a word we were afraid to use when we recorded last week. We said a few times about the magic of a new hope. I think the magic that is in a new hope isn't present in this movie, but there's a different, there's Mm -hmm. a different kind of feeling in this movie. Yeah. I said it at the beginning. It doesn't feel like a star Wars movie in a sense. If you just watch new hope, one of the reasons I think I know we're going to the weeds here, but there, there aren't a lot of aliens in this. No, like every character except for Yoda is a human. And that Mm -hmm. that's just another thing that takes me out of the, is it, it's not like, Oh, this isn't star Wars. This isn't. No, it's just like, all right, does this feel like star Wars as much as a new hope? And I feel like if I were rating this, what feels more like star Wars, a new hope's got to win. And that's why I'm going to rate it. A 9.6. Whoa. It's not bad. It's not, it's not that much worse than, like, I would say. No one's fighting you on your 9.6. Yeah, I would say this is worse than A New Hope. I would just say that it's less good than A New Hope, if you know what I mean. (laughs) Okay. Like, yeah, yeah, it's like, if zero is great, then it can be, like, Mm -hmm. more great, or it can be less great, and this is just less great than... A new hope in my opinion. It depends on the day for me. Yeah, like, yeah. It like, depends on the day. If there's another day where I'm like, oh, this movie. <sighs> if I rewatch this in a, in a month when they finish up the 4K80 project, hmm. and it's just like, oh, yeah, <laughs> that hit hard. Like, that was great. And it's like a 9.8. I can see that. But if you guys remember, I gave Endgame and Infinity War and Into the Spider-Verse a 9.6. These they're all fantastic movies, like some of the best of the best in this realm of uh, just pop culture. And uh, I just feel like A New Hope is a movie that I would include in that top 10. I would preserve this. I would preserve A New Hope forever. Empire Strikes Back, if I had to choose between the two, Hmm. I would choose A New Hope. Right, like A New Hope is its standalone movie. Yeah. Regardless of it being called Episode 4 now, it is has a beginning, middle, and an end. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so Empire Strikes Back, 9.6. Wow. Not bad in any means. Gentlemen, Empire Strikes Back is better than A New Hope. I'm here to tell you right now, it's better than A New Hope. Why? For sure. Uh, In every way... (laughs) 5.24. 5.24. In every way, it expands upon it. You talk about the magic of it. I think it even expands on the magic that is A New Hope. I like how you point out that there's not a lot of aliens. Star Wars has that alien feel. But there is a specialness to this having it. There's a lot of reason that people think this is the best one, and that I think is because of the lack of foreignness of it. I mean, you have a lot of the same characters, and all the new characters are humans except for Yoda who is this guy that leaves a big impression on you that's what this movie is full of it's full of big impressions musically and acting wise you have these performances especially Yoda and then at the end I am your father this is the greatest movie sequel ever made at least it is in my opinion Trump's Dark Knight oh Lord of the Rings well oh yeah I see yeah, I, I will Attack get, of the Clones? I will, Come on. You know what? Now I'm going to pull back. Iron no. Man 2? This this Blade is... Two? Spider-Man 2? The oh, Dark Knight. actually. <laughs> I could go into that, but that's a, that's a conversation for Turns a different day. I love, that's when we do yeah. our multiverses podcast. Yes. Good. yes. Coming soon. That's a little tease for you guys. Mm-hmm. Eventually down the road. But yeah, no, I, I love The Empire Strikes Back. To me, though... 
Um, there are just a few things that bring it down, but it goes to, uh, I will give the score out now so you can average it out, but it's going to a 9.5 for me. Mm. It doesn't show that there's a much of a difference. <laughs> I love A New Hope. I really, really like Empire Strikes Back. It's a 9.5. The, I, I mean, I guess if you have to say one complaint, Luke's yell is just extremely cringy. Oh, I like it. Come on. I'm, I'm with you, That's but no, it, give it, it, give it, take, it takes me out of the scene because no! he is Overacting. It was in that good scene. enough to is. break the he audio. He got it from his father in three. I mean, that's. Oh no! I, and I'm not a fan of that either. Oh. I don't know why he. I don't know why he has this very cringy prequel lover. This and like, I don't know. That, <laughs> this that's my a one... Star Wars fan. Can you believe this? <laughs> that's my mainly one complaint. Yeah. I, I, I just that's something I don't prefer. It takes me out of the magic that is these movies. But nine point five for me. I love Empire Strikes Back. All right, sure, whatever. <laughs> All right, um, <laughs> the discourse has begun, folks. <laughs> oh, I'm excited for next week. Go ahead and read the score. All right, for we're this. gonna read the top five. <laughs> Number one, Star Wars Holiday Special, coming in at a hashtag div slash zero. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> uh, first place, Empire Strikes Back at a nine point six, guys. Wow. Ben with a nine point five, me with a nine point six. Ethan with a 9.7. Mm -hmm. This is, is this the highest average movie we've had? Like ever? No, 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 no. Because no, 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 no. you've had those 10s. Yeah. My, yeah. My, my, I, like I Endgame, said, I mean, Endgame is the one to beat it, a 9.86. So, um, yeah. Not to I mean, say that this isn't better than Endgame, but different, different spreadsheet, different yeah, rules. I was just interested to see. So, uh, and then Star Wars New Hope, just sort of as a reminder, we had a, as a 9.4 with uh, Ben's score of 9, my score of 9.7, and Ethan's with a 9.5. So, um, yeah. 0.2 higher than A New Hope. Point Interesting. 0.2 higher. Okay. And uh, 0.6 higher than the internet score. Hmm. I'm going to make a prediction right now and say that we're not going to get this high. For any other film, it's it's interesting because Marvel, you were we you really didn't know not what even was revenge. Happen. No, I think one person here will drag that score down. But I will say this: not uh, that far down, but I not don't, a nine point six high. Right, it not well. I haven't rewatched it in this marathon. One hundred percent. But I I do have to say my favorite film growing up was Return of the Jedi, and that is the one we are watching next week. Mm. That's true. That's going to yeah. be an interesting one, man. Yeah, I can't wait for Return of the Jedi. I think the, the discourse yes. that we have will start next week well, because... It's fitting because this is really where it starts. Mm -hmm. You have A New Hope and you have Empire, and those are like... They're really held on a pedestal. There's not a lot of discourse between those two films. I mean, look, 90 and a 90. Yep. When it comes to Return of the Jedi, that's where you start to have mm -hmm. people have some... I mean, I know I definitely have... Something's wrong with it. Ethan knows he's got a few things that he doesn't like about it. We're going to talk about it. The special sure. editions. The original, though. You coming over? Oh, we have some stuff that he doesn't really like. So we're, oh, yeah. yeah oh, yeah. I uh, I know some of the elements of that movie that I love about that movie. But uh, you, yes. you maybe don't like, Ben. Specifically, maybe the Ewoks. It's going to be fun. Not to spoil anything. But it's going to be fun. That's for sure. Up, I, just, I just can't Solicious wait to. Crumb. Whatever his name is, Crumb. Crumb. Salacious B. Salacious Crumb. B. Crumb. Yep. Oh, I was close on the first name, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
What did you say the first time? Salacious crumb. Yeah, salacious. Yeah. That was close. <laughs> Get it right. Come on, man. You don't know salacious That's beef a crumb. crumb. That's a tease for next week, guys. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I'm just like those pig guys. <laughs> at, this, yeah. at this point, I'm just excited to just rewatch it, just to watch it again. I know. I mean, three, I I'm pumped. Saw it in theaters last year, but I don't know, man. I just. It's fun going on this marathon with you guys, having more to do with a Star Wars movie. What if next year we get a 20th re-release of Revenge? I really hope so. I really, really hope so. But I already saw it in theaters, so I'm okay. Nice. Man, I'm all right. <laughs> but yeah, stay tuned. Next week, we got Return of the Jedi. Watch it on your own. I know we'll be watching it this week, so uh, be prepared for that. Um, but um, for now... We're, tr- we're trying to do this thing, guys. We're going to do it on the fly. For now, this is Ben Rayside. This is Ethan Wetzloff. This is Micah Hennett. And remember, the Force will be with you. Never tempt the odds. <laughs> Always. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it didn't work. No, that's good. Always. That's good. That's good. Nice. No! <laughs>